So Samsung claims that they have fixed the Galaxy Fold. We talked about this, the fact that there's like 2,000 of the new version of the Fold out in the wild, uh, probably being tested by Samsung employees. But now we have some new details here on exactly what the fixes might be, according to Bloomberg, who they've got some uh, information, the inside scoop, supposedly. Of course, we had our questions like, how do you address this situation? How do you, I mean, is this thing going to be fragile by nature? Or are there some things you could do from a design perspective to make it more robust than the version that reporters, people like ourselves got? Although ours didn't face any issues, specifically, many of them did. They had that screen protector thing that some people tried to remove and then uh, consequently had entire device destruction take place. Uh, I'm not saying they fixed it yet because I don't have the device yet. And there's no there's actually no date yet. But they're staying in the news because of how potentially disruptive this device might be. In fact, in the Bloomberg article, they showcase a graph kind of uh, speculating on smartphone sales growth. As you can see, it's sort of flattened out, but many in the industry see the folding phone trend as, as, as like the savior for stagnation within the smartphone marketplace, that people just need some next thing, some new thing to buy, and that the slight iteration that's taking place with the various versions of, of smartphones in their current form factor are not really compelling people as it stands to be on the same upgrade cycle that they used to be on with their smartphones. So anyway, uh, Bloomberg, they've, they've got some inside scoop here, some details on what might have been fixed. And so here's how it works. Korea's biggest company trying to move past yet another product faux pas. Another, of course, they're referring to the exploding batteries previous to this one. It has now stretched the protective film to wrap around the entire screen and flow into the outer bezels so it would be impossible to peel off by hand. So as you recall... The original version had this thing that looked like a screen protector, which was the reason some users were compelled to attempt to peel it off. I wasn't compelled myself because I kind of noticed the nature of the of the flexible display and how if it just seemed fragile to me to begin with. So I didn't even want to mess with it at all. But many people tried to peel it off and that led to all the eventual uh, problems and the failure of the screen entirely. It turns out that's a a critical screen component, not a screen protector at all. And so by taking that component and wrapping it around to the underside below the bezel means there would be no more ridge to even dig your fingernail into. But that doesn't necessarily state that the material itself is going to be any different. Though, you read a little further in here, and the other thing they say is that the re-engineered hinge along with wrapping around this surface, is going to create a greater stretch and therefore a more rigid feel. They're, they're stating that the entire thing is going to feel harder and more natural rather than a detachable component. The consequent protrusion, also imperceptible to the naked eye, may help reduce the chance of a crease developing in the middle. So, okay, these are Bloomberg's words, not mine. Like I said, I don't have... No inside source here, and also uh, I don't have it in my hands. Uh, this would make sense. This would seem to be something you could attack. This would be a way of changing the attributes of the device without completely overhauling the design, which apparently they were working on for years. Um, 
is it going to be enough or is the public perception already well established do people just assume hey the fold it's got problems obviously that news spread far and wide here's my take this product was always this imaginative aspirational idealistic it was uh for those that were interested they were probably on the fringes and already outside the mainstream so when i talked to people in the tech community it was almost unanimous that even though the device was failing people were excited about it because it just represented this fringe that we haven't seen in a while uh not just in the smartphone marketplace but in the tech enthusiast marketplace in general and so because of that i don't somehow i think that the bad press won't affect this product maybe as much as it would have had the product been less ambitious to begin with now the reason uh, or the, maybe one weird silver lining re regarding the release of this device or the the mist the original mist release of the device is that now you get to line up for the holiday season you can you can be out there in time for a really critical shopping season in which case uh, when people are are looking to spend some cash that said $2000 smartphone it's just not going to it's just not going to be a volume seller it's going to be for the fringe users at a fringe volume and of course at a fringe price as well do you think that the they'll bring down the price at all mm -mm. no they'll keep it the same yeah i think the price is still going to be two grand mm. um because lowering the price at this point would would also send a message to users that it that the device is subpar that it, it has somehow downgraded as right. well you you can't i mean i wouldn't Obviously, they could, maybe as a sign of goodwill. You know what you should do? You do something else. You include some other bonus yeah, for people's hardship here, for, for people waiting, for maybe some people have pre-orders. You know Sony did the thing with the headphones? I thought that headphones, was a cool yeah. that was a cool move. Maybe something, you know, you include. It came with Galaxy Buds already, though, oh, didn't yeah. it? They did, yeah. Maybe, I don't know, some other accessory that is unforeseen at the moment. There's some things you could do. Maybe... Also, it's important to note, alongside this story, the next generation Note event is coming up fairly soon. And there's a chance, what is it? It's on August 7th, the Unpack event in New York. So this is, uh, this is where they're going to probably release the new version of the Note. Maybe they, there's a reference point. Maybe we get a date. I don't know if the Fold will be completely ready at that point, but maybe we're going to get some more details at that point. But nonetheless, uh, what can I say? This is better, long run, better. Yeah. I've talked about this in the past where people get mad, have gotten mad at me for like, oh, you know, you're always hating on a particular product or brand or whatever. In this case, I wasn't even the one hating. I didn't even find the flaw. And still I see the benefit in somebody doing so. I see the benefit in this information coming out because you're going to have a superior product in the wild now for the average user, mm -hmm. right? Whether you were gonna peel the thing or not is really unimportant. This is superior. It's harder to peel the thing off because the noise got out there. So it ain't, this isn't about picking a brand. This is about users doing what users do, getting their hands on these devices, poking around, as much as it, it's irritating to see a semi-removed screen protector and you're like, ah, it's almost painful to look at. It's like, look, users have, are going to have a superior device now if they choose to buy one. 
And that's kind of the job of people in a position here on YouTube publicizing this stuff. That's kind of the job of it. So even if you found it irritating and you, you wanted to defend Samsung, you're going to have a better Samsung product here because people talked about it. And I feel that way about all the brands, all the products, poke, prod, figure it out. I mean, within reason, obviously. You go smashing things, dropping it off a building, a skyscraper. Somebody drop, you know, dropping phones off tall buildings. I mean, what do you, that's not, we're not in the same wheelhouse anymore. I can't. That's not what you do on a regular basis? I mean, I just basis. can't. I just can't put that in the same category. The average consumer? I can't put that in the same category. Mm. So uh, so anyway, you decide. Are those fixes enough for you to take the risk? I think it's still a risky device. To be clear, closing out this topic, it will always be a risky device. It will always be ex based on the expense of it. You're going to put a $2,000 object in your pocket. That best not be your last $2,000. Well, this is a ratio thing. You have to figure out how much that matters to you. Mm -hmm. You're looking at a first-generation product still, even with the semi-revamp, and you're looking at two grand in your pocket. If you are clumsy at all, if you drop things, this is not going to be a durability beast. You are going to need to take that into consideration if you're going to take this risk. So this is not a recommendation. Let's be clear. For me, I think it's cool. But I'm not recommending this thing to the average person. This is for the fringe user, and you know who you are. Uh, next up, topic of upcoming smartphones. We talk so much about what's going on with Huawei. They're not slowing down. Well, they're not stopping. They're not. You know, we, we got this report out of the G20 that Trump kind of modified the ban a little bit. He, he said, okay, U.S. companies can continue to sell products. To Huawei. And the important part about that is that the major fear for users considering Huawei products, the major fear was a disruption in the OS. That's a thing you just got to have nailed down. You, you, you just want to know that you're going to have a solid OS with support, updates, and so on if you invest in one of these products. So that news coming out, I think it has to yield some kind of, some kind of confidence, a, a replenishment of confidence Maybe not 100%, but some fragment of confidence back into Huawei for would-be buyers. And because of that, Huawei, they've, uh, there's no disruption to their upcoming devices or less of a disruption. They weren't sold in the U.S. in the first place. So if they still can't be sold there, it doesn't stop them from going elsewhere with their smartphone department at least. Never mind the antennas and all the rest of it. So, of course, the, the uh, upcoming device, the new Mate, right? They've got a new Mate device scheduled. And if you don't remember the previous version of the Mate series, uh, it was the first to put this, like, square camera module on the back of the phone, which it looks like all the major manufacturers are about to copy now. So the Mate 20 Pro will showcasing an image of it right now. You have the square pancake, I've called it. But it was in the center of the device, which to me is still the better look. It's still the, the symmetry. Most people, I don't know, maybe not most people, myself, I tend to prefer the symmetrical look compared to the implementation rumored next pixel. Not even rumored on the pixel. They confirmed it on the next pixel. And of course, the next iPhone, they're going to take a similar module and put it up in the corner. But it all started here and a long time ago, this type of a setup, this look. So... The next generation is some new leaks that came out. 
for, of course, uh, that was the 20. We were talking about the 30 now. The, the leak here seems to indicate that they're going to go circular. It was in the top left corner there. You can see the image. Actually, right there. Yeah. Mate 30 Pro leak. It showcases kind of like a case or maybe a back panel, which has a cutout in a, in a circle, a circular cutout. Similar in size to the previous Mate series, but circle instead of a square now. Kind of a, kind of a good look. Yeah, Nokia. I mean, I mean, yeah, it, it kind of has Lumia vibes. We brought this. We brought up the Lumia 1020 the other day. Yeah. Here we are again. Kind of has Lumia vibes. But I will say one thing. Historically speaking, in the camera universe, the circle, it has the, there's an origin there, right? The, the camera lens is circular, mm -hmm. right? An individual large lens. Now, of course, that's not what this will be, but it kind of, it kind of is an indicator into that DNA. It's more pleasing to the eye. Which I like. Yeah. And of course, Huawei, they've got this Leica relationship, this loose Leica relationship. It ain't Leica, obviously. But they've got this loose relationship putting the logo, the branding, and the, the font style on there. The kind of classic photography look from the branding perspective. Kind of makes sense. You go circular in homage to old school proper photography, as Kirk likes to call it. Camera photography. So anyway, they go one way, so they zig, we zag, so on. Apple, Google moving towards the square pancake, Huawei moving in the other direction. Is it enough? Are you excited? Are you interested? Or are you still scared? Are you staying away from Huawei? Trump loosened up. Are you about to loosen up? You gonna loosen the purse strings? You ever heard that before? Purse strings? Lo loosen the purse strings. I think I've heard of that before just means you're going to spend some money. You're going to open your wallet. Mm. That's all it means. But since you carry a purse, I decide to just modify it for you. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. You know, organize your stuff. It's called a purse. Keep it in order, yeah. right? Well, you mean what? You got to put your chapstick somewhere. Right, Well, mm -hmm. uh, Bag of Doritos, maybe. Get hungry along the way. Some snacks, yeah. I mean... Gum? Do you chew gum? Of course. I, I mean... Maybe a comb. Wow. Look at you. Mm -hmm. All grown up. That's you right there. Yeah. Here's the argument. Will's bringing it up. Why all men should carry a merce. A European carry-all. If you go back a little further. I, I'm not going to carry it, Will. I apologize. Okay. Hate to break it. Well, it's not for everyone. No, it's not for everyone. But if it's for you, do, do what you got to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like what, you got to carry a slingshot and something like that. You know, you remember Dennis the Menace? Did he have a slingshot? He had it in his back pocket. He had a slingshot, right? Yeah. You remember when you were a kid how cool the idea of a slingshot was? Yeah. Like you just thought, man, if I had one of those. Yeah. Ammo's everywhere. I'd be all set yeah. if I had one of those. But probably a good thing I didn't have one, to be honest. Survey reveals that less than 50% of Apple iPhone owners know which model they use. What a weird, what a weird headline, a weird story. So essentially this, uh, this website, which sells refurbished smartphones, tablets, and other tech gear, conducted a survey with 2,000 phone owners to figure out how much the average owner knows about their specific smartphone. And uh, they had some interesting findings on here. They say those who own Samsung Galaxy flagship devices are more likely to know the model in their hand 
than an iPhone user. Only 44% of those asked knew what the phone they have is, knew that the phone they have is an iPhone XR or an iPhone 7. So in other words, iPhone XR owners and iPhone 7 owners, uh, not the most familiar mm. with the product that's in their pocket. Then a, a sl slightly higher, 45.9% knew they had an iPhone 8. So iPhone 8 owners, I don't know, one percentage point better. It's pretty similar. On the flip side, 71.3% of Galaxy S9 Plus owners knew that that's exactly what they were using. You see how that works there? So iPhone users just say, I'm using an iPhone. I don't remember what generation, but this kind of makes sense to me. I know, I know the way people are, people are going to spin this. They want to spin this like, oh, iPhone users are stupid. That's what they want to spin that. But it's not, it's not really that. Well, I mean, maybe it's that. Let me guess. Is this... <laughs> you see what I... No, yeah. I was joking, by the way. I was joking about it. Is that. this uh, because of adoption? Like, No, it's just because of the way you buy you an iPhone, upgrade? right? It's only one product. Like, if you are considering an Android phone, you're looking at the S9 Plus, the P30 Pro. Oh, like, right, it's yeah. all very... A lot of companies. They're doing a ton of cross-shopping. And then when you make your eventual selection, you are you have a reason for doing so. In the iPhone marketplace, you just go, I need a new, I need a new phone, but I buy iPhone, so I don't know. I'm just going to get the next iPhone. Right. As opposed to being, because you're not cross-shopping. So you're not, you're not necessarily staring at the version as much. You might, even in your head, you might be like, oh, I just, this is a 2019 iPhone or something like that. In your head. You know, I, I think of many people who are on older generation iPhones and they're like, I need a new iPhone. They don't say I need the iPhone XS Max. Mm -hmm. They just say I need a new iPhone. So that's all that is. It's, it's in the way that the marketing takes place and in, in the fact that you have a singular device under that one OS. That there's only really one option in that department. Now, granted, I guess you could go in and be like, there could be maybe more of a gap between, say, the 7, 8, and then the 10. Because that was like, okay, you're, you're leaving the home button. It's a bit more obvious. Should be, hopefully, a bit more obvious. But I have to say, I'm not, I'm not very surprised by these findings. It looks like, if you look at the graph there, iPhone XR, the worst performer in terms of awareness, 44% of users iPhone 7, uh, this is actually tied. So they're, they're the lowest on the spectrum. And then the Samsung stuff shows an improvement on pretty much every model for user awareness. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard for our community here because they're going to be judgmental. These people watching here, they're going to be like, what are you talking about? You don't know which phone model yet because you're watching tech content on YouTube. So yeah, it makes sense. But there's a, everybody uses a smartphone in the world. And not everybody cares as much as you do or well, me. We always talk about in the studio about iPhones having just being named the year that it was released. Yeah. Like cars. Like cars. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's an interesting thought. If, 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 if someone could do it, they could do it. 20, iPhone 2019, iPhone 2020. IPhone, because it does get, I mean, especially they're into the numerals now. People don't even call it right. They're iPhone X. Yeah. X, S, Max. I mean, it's out of hand, right? The names of phones is just out of hand right now. I, I got to admit, I don't like it. But the problem is when the other manufacturers all buy into this model of like upping the number, it seems like more. Yeah. Right? There's a subliminal effect to it. So I don't see that happening personally. But I think in practice, especially in the iPhone department, that what you said is what more people are doing anyways. 
And by more people, I don't mean the tech enthusiast crowd that watches this. I mean the average person in the billions of sales that take place. They're just like, you know what? My phone's a bit slow. I need a new iPhone. Mm. I mean, I've had this happen. I'm sure it's it's completely anecdotal, but I'll be like, people be like, do you think I should, do you think I need a new phone, Lou? I'll be like, oh, what do you want right now? They're like, I don't like this, this iPhone, six, seven. I don't, they, 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 they don't remember. Like I've had this take place yeah. in, in my personal life. So especially with iPhone users, they're committed to the, to the brand. They're committed to the, to the software. And then the, the hardware is almost secondary, more so than it is with other smartphone brands because every purchase decision in the Android space, there's cross shopping that can take place. Can't really happen on iOS, not as much. Uh, speaking of the Galaxy line of smartphones, the S10 is finally bringing night photo mode to the US. So the Samsung devices originally launched at least the Snapdragon versions, which are the ones in North America for the most part. I, I saw some people complaining that the Snapdragon version of the device wasn't available elsewhere. In some markets, they were stuck with the uh, Samsung-based, the, uh, what is it, the Xenos 9820 chipset. Yeah. And some people were like, hey, man, we want the Snapdragon 855, like they get in. But the, they had one advantage, that those models actually had a night mode out the gate, as they say, as the youngsters say, out the gate. And the Snapdragon 855 versions sold in the US specifically, no night mode. They had a weird uh, kind of like, a, it was like a scene, like a camera scene, which was which was like low lights or uh, evening mode, not night mode. <laughs> I just made that up. What, what did they call it? Bright night? It had the bright night scene optimized. It wasn't a real night mode in the same sense as what the Pixel was doing and, and other devices. So they're rolling it out. They're catching up to the crowd. Better late than never, as stated here on Tech Radar. Uh, it's going to roll out first to AT&T owners of the S10 Plus, and then it'll follow up on the S10 and S10e, and then maybe after that on other carriers. These updates often travel through the carriers in the U.S., so you, you might see that happen at a later date. And uh, it just makes this device more competitive than it currently is, obviously. It was one area you may have... Uh, been critical of the device if you were a big user of night mode or just a camera junkie enthusiast in general this being a flagship device it's something you want to see there and it's beginning to roll out now now as far as performance is concerned i haven't used it it's uh the software has not shown up on my device any of the devices that i have so i can't speak to that specifically but you have to assume it's going to be utilizing the same the same software uh, functionality is going to be it's going to be using a similar kind of code a similar kind of software mechanisms to to create these uh much brighter i mean when we first looked at night mode will will went into the bathroom with the lights off remember that mm -hmm. and you were like check this out dude you had yeah. the what did you have like the beta version of it or something night mode on the pixel yeah 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 i installed it um the apk you were all fired up and it was ridiculous it was unreal. You were all fired up. Yeah, you were just like it's pitch black over here. I have to. I have to be honest. I've been. I you know. I use the night mode on yeah. pretty much every phone. I've been the night. I've been using the night mode on a OnePlus Seven Pro, which is still the current device in my pocket, and it's not as good as the the Pixel, as far as I can tell. But I mean, I've still made photos I wouldn't have otherwise been able to make. Mm -hmm. 
it's just it's kind of an indispensable feature now. You kind of have to have some version of it as far right. as I'm concerned. Right. It's a non-negotiable now. Got to be a part of it. So anyway, S10, getting it in the U.S. on the Snapdragon model. Hooray. Now, you know, Will, I've been talking about this uh, upcoming electric car that Porsche is going to make, the Taycan. So we got some new looks at the, at the uh, prototype, which they're now driving around. They're taking it to different racetracks around the world to promote it. And it was in Shanghai recently. And it's been, you know, you got a really good look at it. And the, and the, the reason they're taking it to these racetracks is because they're trying to showcase that for them, the differentiating factor is the raceability, like that this is a race car, like other Porsche devices. Like they're trying to say, hey, your Tesla is fast, but it's not a race car. And you might be wondering, well, what is a race car then? Uh, they're trying to say like around the track, handling things like this is what they focused on. And of course they have the track record for doing so. They, uh, I mean, people race Porsches. That's kind of how it works. They've got some cars that are just legitimate race cars you can buy, like the, the GT stuff. So they have the origin. They have the DNA. Now, funny enough, even though they state that, and by the way, the car, what do you think? It looks pretty good or what, Will? I mean, a prototype. Yeah. It's a prototype. It looks, it looks good. They got a race car driver driving it around. Anyway, anyway, weirdly enough, they're trying to amp up the race aspect of this car. Look at that. You see, just, just, just look at the shape, Will. Like, don't even... Don't even think about, because it's got splotches on it. I mean, it's not final. There was something weird going on with the roof. But just <laughs> yeah, look at the so shape random. of it, Will. How does it make you feel? Um, it's nice. It's like a classic Porsche. Kind of thing going on. Mm -hmm. Inspired. Mm -hmm. Anyway, what I was trying to get at here is that they're going the performance route. They're like, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do this demo run. It's going to go around a racetrack. It's a real, this is the electric race car kind of racy thing you want. But the zero to 100 kilometer uh, mark is 3.5 seconds, or they say better. Now, I know Porsche is typically conservative on these numbers, but the at least in a straight line, the Tesla beats that significantly right can we get an update what is the zero to 60 on the model s p100d i think it's in the twos now i realize in a straight line kind of acceleration isn't the only way to evaluate the speed of a car around a track there's more to it there's handling there's top speed of which this one is supposedly 250 kilometers an hour 800 volt technology on this thing zero to 60 is 2.8 yep officially Oh, no, 2.3. 2.3, yeah. Oh, it cracked 2.3. I don't think that's the official number, though. But anyway, obviously, the top of the line P100D is, is like, it's insane. What are, I mean, ludicrous, whatever they call the mode, the current. Ludicrous plus mode. Ludic ludicrous plus 1.9 seconds. Promise to do 1. Point, oh, in the Roadster. That's a different model. But anyway, the Roadster is hard to compare because this is a four-door sedan. But mm. we'll see once the, once the car comes out because... On other uh, Porsche vehicles, they will be really conservative with the zero to 60, like worst case scenario. And then guys go out and test it and it's like they trim another half a second or whatever off of it. So it's pretty promising, especially for a company that hasn't made an electric car yet. But uh, I would say it's pretty exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to more options in this space. It's obviously going to be very expensive, as I've stated in past videos, but it's getting closer to actually releasing. And Porsche has had to like turn up 
the production to meet the demand. People are really interested. Mm. And now they're just starting to do press and take the thing around the world. So we'll see if it can make a dent. And if it, it, it might be the kind of situation where it only adds more attention. It might not even be a bad thing for Tesla. It might take people that weren't looking into the electric market who are in a Porsche dealer and they're like, oh, maybe I should be thinking about electric. And then it might not be such a bad thing for the automotive segment yeah. as a whole. Yeah. So now speaking of electric vehicles, apparently Tesla is generating some serious buzz for their pickup truck. Uh, this article on Inside EVs says that the Tesla pickup truck generates more buzz than Ford F-150 currently. That's what they say. Now, I mean, I have my own uh, apprehension about that headline to what degree I believe it because it's like you have to take certain things into account. What, what they did was they followed 100,000 tweets on social media to figure out what people were talking about more and then they looked at it in certain geographies. By the way, the picture Will's showing right now is like an artist rendering. That is not the actual Tesla pickup. No one knows exactly what it's going to look like, except for the fact that like that Elon is very excited about it and thinks it's going to be a big deal. Well, as he would if he's making it. But anyway, um, so they took this 100,000 tweets to figure out like what people were talking about more. Is it the Ford F-150 or the Tesla pickup? And of course, what they found is that it depends on the region you're in for one. And you see like the West Coast and New York and, you know, the Upper East Coast. It's all about Tesla. And then in the South, it's about Ford. But but here's the thing that doesn't that doesn't really map here is like. I guess they said buzz, which is right. Buzz is chattering about the thing. But from a sales perspective, Ford, I think the F-150 is the number one selling vehicle in the country. Buzz doesn't necessarily equal volume. Like, if you buy an F-150, why talk about it? It's so common that it's like, or if you're interested in one, like, what is worth talking about for something that's so ubiquitous versus the Tesla pickup, which is, like, inherently buzzworthy because it's new, it's exciting, it's different, and, well, it's just worth talking about in that sense. So, so I don't necessarily map this to how popular, you know what I'm saying here? Yeah. But it is cool nonetheless because the Ford F-150 has been so popular for so long that to even be in the same universe as that for an unreleased product does to a certain degree showcase the uh, the connection that people have to the Tesla brand. Mm -hmm. The uh, enthusiasm around the Tesla brand is pretty wild. This is a non-existent product. We don't even have images. It's just a, a promise. They, they're working on it. But people are hungry, Will, for an all-electric pickup truck. And pickup trucks, trucks in general, SUVs, one of the only segments still doing well in the domestic market here in North America. It's one of the only segments. Ford recently got out of making sedans, for example. A lot of, uh, a lot of downturns, particularly in that department. So everyone's making trucks now. Um, Ford is, 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 has, is said to be working on their own EV pickup. And, of course, Rivian, the electric pickup uh, company that, that, that showed off some... I don't know if they have an actual model yet or they're showing off some renderings. Anyway, uh, it's happening. It's the next frontier for electric vehicles, the pickup truck. And uh, people are excited about it. <laughs> Do you hear about this uh, Taco Bell thing, Will? Well, of course you did. You're a big Taco Bell guy. I do like Taco Bell from time to time. Moving, off of, moving off of the tech topics, me? just for a little fun here. Uh, Taco Bell, they, they're running out of tortillas, Will. <laughs> Why is that That's fun? Terrible, Why is that a fun thing to, 
It just doesn't even seem possible. It's not fun for me. I don't know. It doesn't seem possible. But anyway, it's it's funny that it happened in the first place. Then it's funny that it becomes a news story. Then it's funny that people are freaking out. People go to social media for everything these days. Uh, anyhow, apparently there's like a major, an actual major shortage, which they are calling the tortilla, tortilla apocalypse. You see that, Will? Very appropriate. Anyone ready to come up with a name like that is really into their Taco Bell, mm. as far as I'm concerned. And uh, anyhow, the, the shortage is not specific to one location. It's at like the distribution. It's a warehouse shortage nationwide of 10-inch tortillas. <laughs> is there no like backup supplier on this? You assume that'd be possible. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, it's in place right now. So like half their menu, what, what percentage of their menu? I don't know if they say... But a lot of their menu is off, offline right now, downtime. And I guess you got to modify your order. I don't know what you have to do or just avoid those certain items. I know there's some items here specifically in Canada that, that don't exist elsewhere. Like you, earlier, Will, you were talking about Fries Supreme. I, oh, it's I, not in the States? I don't believe you can get Fries Supreme in the States. Oh. You can check. Check in the U.S. menu. They have Nachos Supreme, which, of course, we also have here in Canada. In Japan, you can get fries supreme by the looks of it. Oh. It's an international menu item. I don't know. It's bizarre. How do Delicious. they figure this stuff out? How do they figure this stuff out? <laughs> it's so good. How do they figure it out? It doesn't make any sense. So anyhow, you can get essentially nacho toppings on fries in Canadian Taco Bells. Uh, Will, my brother, were talking about it earlier. Mm. Uh, I haven't had one of those in years. I don't know. We're going Taco Bell after this, Will. Anyhow, uh, people on social media are talking about it. If you're heading to Taco Bell anytime soon, don't expect to find a tortilla. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't. What can I, what are we doing? What? what are we doing? Are we talking about Taco Bell? Are we talking tacos right now? Well, Taco Bell is great. It's great. Okay, there you go. Endorsement from Willie. Mm -hmm. And then the last segment for me is one, it's a new segment on the show, which we missed on yesterday's episode because, of course, it's, who can remember these things? is uh, we talk about the top of trending. Whoa, did it just move in the time that we have been filming? They it, were going neck and neck. I was like. going to, I thought it was the Mr. Beast video, the revolving door video, but it looks like Miley Cyrus overtook it. How about this for live television? Are you on the U.S. trending right now? I believe so. Oh, man, Willie do. I might have to, I might have to talk about Miley Cyrus. Oh, no. No, see, I still have Mr. Beast. Whoa. What's going on here? Which one is the rightful owner of the top of trending? Maybe my region is messed up. I don't know. Jack, what do you see? You're gonna be the you're gonna be the deal breaker. Oh, you're on Canada as well. Okay, is anyone then, on the US here? Well, you're probably in US. I'm the only one. Different. Oh, you're on CA. Okay, never mind. So anyway, it's back and forth. You guys decide. What what should I which one should I uh Talk about Kawhi. Jaylen no, you Rose. can't go down to number three on trending. That's not how this works. I got beast as number one. On the okay. U.S. Okay, on U.S. Okay. YouTube, Mr. Beast is number one trending right now. On Canadian YouTube, Miley Cyrus is number one on trending right now. I have watched both of these videos. Mm. Well, to, I mean, skimmed. <laughs> skimmed. Mm. <laughs> not really watched. Uh, let's, let's do... Uh, <laughs> Let's do Mr. Beast. Okay. Let's do Mr. Beast. A lot of U.S. viewers out there. We're doing Mr. Beast. It's the top. 
And what can we really say about the Miley Cyrus video? It's it's, it's exactly yeah, what you think it is. It. it is exactly what you it. think it is. You look at the thumbnail. You got it. Wait, can we say that for both? <laughs> can we say that for both? Well, I can't even show the Miley Cyrus. It's very. Well, I don't need you to. Adult. You don't. Yeah, you don't. Have, you don't even have to show it. I mean. If you don't know about Mr. Beast yet, then I'm not sure you've ever hit the trending page because it's like Mr. Beast is on the trending page with every upload, essentially. Like if you just look back, 15 million views on one week ago, 18 million two weeks ago, 19 million two weeks ago, 20 million three weeks ago. Like it's it's a constant re reciprocal trending cycle for Mr. Beast. The latest that's there is last to leave revolving door wins 50,000. This is a common theme amongst these videos. Somebody is going to win some money for completing some task. That's that's what I can say. That's my best way to describe an average Mr. Beast upload. In this particular video, they have manufactured a wood and wooden glass contraption structure here to simulate a revolving door they put four people in it they say if you were the last one pushing you get fifty thousand dollars and this is this is modern youtube culture this is youtube in 2019 as of right now i mean if if you if these if you pulled the, these view counts you are impacting culture significantly right 20 million people per upload like who's watch what content can you show me that 20 million people are watching per upload i don't think i don't even think i can dude perfect maybe dude perfect yeah. maybe dude perfect so it's a it's it's a real select group but this it appears to be tried and true i, I guess this is what people want uh people want a thumbnail title proposal where the there's some sort of rewarding outcome i think there's some kind of psychology hack going on here where you see the four guys standing there this is another common theme that happens in the thumbnail where like see how their shirts are off in the video their shirts are not off they do the same thing when it's like sit in this car for who's ever in it the longest but it's not the case so they had to choreograph they had to they did the thumbnail separately and what they're trying to put across is like, this is a very hard task. And I think people enjoy the idea of seeing others pain in having to complete a difficult task because they don't have to. You Like the Colosseum in Rome, you get to sit back and go, you do the hard thing for the money and I get to watch and laugh kind of thing. It's a similar, it's a repackaged, modernized, consistent version of that over and over and over again now not to say that it, people are strictly making fun of them because when the person wins the viewer says man i'd love to be that guy all he did was walk around the thing and he got the 50 grand and in fact at the end of this video i think there's an important clip in which they show him calling his dad and he's like i did it dad i won the 50 grand and dad's like no way and so you have the conclusion you have the strong conclusion piece now, the thing for me is, I, how many of these can I watch? It's the same story, right? Every time. For me, at least. But I guess you could say the same for a lot of content. This show is the same story every time, Will.
I mean, we got the news helping us out. At least it, it keeps us current. But like, there's certain formulaic aspects to any content you see on YouTube. Yeah, there's structure. That's successful. Is that like, you find, you map certain uh, elements, certain pieces that you can bolt on to your eventual video structure, which are proven and people respond to. And that's what every kind of YouTube scientist is doing. And Mr. Beast has fully embraced that concept, that that's what he's gonna try to do. He's going to aim to get you to click on a video. And he does it successfully. It's consistently, successfully and consistently. It's, I gotta say, it's not my cup of tea. Like I don't typically click on these. And if I wasn't constantly analyzing the top of trending, I probably wouldn't. But it does make sense that the top of trending has to be something sort of widely approachable. It has to be something kind of more open and less, less specific, like Mr. Beast right above the new Miley Cyrus video. This is, this is what we see at the top of trending. This is the state of trending at tw in 2019. And it's a reflection. Everybody, you're really just looking at yourself right now. That's what you're doing. This is a mirror. You are staring into a mirror with this. So we'll see what happens in the next episode. But I think this is going to be, this ain't the last time we're talking about Mr. Beast. I'll tell you that right now. Mm -hmm. Willie, do you got a question for us today? Yep. It's a simple one. Um, I mean, the title is, or the subject is chill out. Oh, no. The, the guy is the chill out. The guy's name is chill out. He's, what, an, what a name. He's chill out. <laughs> the sub, the. The title is a uh, quick The question. subject or the title or the guy? What are we doing? <laughs> what, which one are we talking about? Here's a question. Will I ever see Lou without a beard? No, absolutely not. Okay. Oh, this, is, this is the minimum beard. You actually caught me on minimum beard day. Hmm. This is actually trimmed. This minimum beard day right there. So, I, okay, maybe. I don't know. Like, it's not. You saw it last year. Does that even make any sense? How could you? Oh, yeah, that one time. That one time. I just shaved? Oh, maybe that, like, I screwed it up and then I was something. like, ah, never yeah. mind. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Accidentally, you might. On a, on a whim. <laughs> whim. You When's might. When's the last time you uh, shaved your beard? Like, Jack says a to year, the skin. Jack says a year ago. It was to the skin? I'm, yeah, I don't, know if, I don't know if he's telling the truth. A year ago? Yeah, it might have been shorter than this. It could happen. I'm not going to say it can't. It could happen, but it's not a plan. It's not on the agenda. Uh, I've said in the past, there, the, there's some, the, the benefit of the trim, you, by never going down to the skin, you don't run into the skin-related issues, or at least less so. There's no ingrown hairs. There's less irritation. It's a safe bet if you're okay if you can handle the look, if it's uh, suitable for you specifically. Mm. So you, you trim, so you're presentable to a degree. So you, I don't know. I, am I, I'll, I don't know that I'll ever be presentable, to be honest. Would you style your beard in what, any How way? do you do that? Would you put a product in it? No. Uh, you know, like uh, shape it to something. No, 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 there's no shape coming. Okay. You're stuck with this. You're all stuck. And if you want to move on... Uh, you wouldn't do like a twisty mustache? No, there's no twist. It, 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 look, if you're done with this beard, uh, you, can f you can move on if you have to. Because this ain't, the twisty mustache ain't coming. No? That's nope. not for you? Okay. No. Nope.
it's not coming. So you can move on. If that if you were here, if you were here waiting for that, then uh, you can move on now. Mm. As far as I can tell. Yeah. Uh, that's not what you should be here for, anyways, Will. We got we got more to offer. Yeah, well, we got a pretty do the face. beard hair test. Because we definitely phones. don't have any pretty faces on this show. <laughs> yeah. So we but we gotta have, we go. so we have to. We have no choice but to offer something else. Yeah. Like analysis. Mr. Beast, Miley Cyrus analysis. There you go. That's what we have to offer. Of course not. I mean, that's the end of the show. That's the, uh, the wider reach. That's the deeper dive. But in reality, we got the fold fixed. Fixed fold. Rigid screen. More solid. Soon. Holiday season. Too much money. Not recommending it. Kind of cool, though. We got the, uh, the upcoming... Mate 30 series of devices from Huawei. They're not backing down. They're like, hey, this is all we know how to do. What do you want from us? We're not going to stop making phones. We're going to, with or without Android, we're going. I mean, I couldn't see myself using anything but Android. If I'm being honest, you know, it's, it would be a hard, hard for me to imagine a future of fragmentation. I, I get it. Everyone wanted to come and say, hey, it's going to be even better. They shouldn't stop working. Arc OS, blah, blah. I know. I haven't seen. I didn't see it work. Not at scale. I didn't see that happen previously with these third operating systems. They all went the same way. Historically, it's tough. It's rough. It's hard. So it's going to be easier. It's going to be easier if you run an Android. Uh, the iPhone users, they don't know what iPhone they're using. That's fine. Whatever. It's cool. Not everybody has to be so into this stuff. It's cool to belong to a club of individuals that takes this stuff seriously. I realize I'm squarely in that. But I also don't walk around with my nose in the air expecting everyone to feel the same way. We got the new electric cars coming out. Galaxy S10 gets night mode. What a time to be alive, Willie Do. Stuff is happening. It's not going to stop. And we're going to keep breaking it down.